Hi, I'm Brian Pereira, Director, Global News Desk for the Information Security Media Group. And today, I'm delighted to be speaking with Gary Hibbard, Director and the Professor of Communicating Cyber at Cyberfort Group. And he's just published a book titled New Controls, ISO 27002, 2022. In his book, he writes about the new controls coming into the ISO 27001 standard. He says the book is a short guide that explains the new controls, and he offers advice to help organizations adopt the new controls and to understand ISO 27002-2022, which is guidance rather than a new standard. Welcome, Gary, and congratulations on the launch of your new book. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me. Gary, tell us something about your new book. Uh, who have you written it for and what was the objective of writing this book? Um, it's, uh, it's really just a short guide on the new controls. Uh, it's um, The changes that are coming in this standard are, are fairly extensive. So I thought just to get the ball rolling, I'd provide people with a, uh, a short guide to what those changes actually are, who it's written for, uh, is anyone who's involved in implementing these standards. So it could be uh, IT professionals or it could be uh, risk and compliance audit type people. But equally, it can be for the small to medium enterprise who are running their own computer um, uh, 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 systems and, um, uh, and management systems. So Gary, speaking of ISO 27001 first, uh, there were many controls in the standard, I believe as many as 114, and now they have been decreased to 93. So how have the controls been reorganized and clubbed in the recent revision? And what was the idea behind the reorganization? And what does that mean for enterprise users? Uh, okay, so you're absolutely right. So it has been reduced from 114 controls to 93. There are 58 updated controls, 24 um, merged controls, and 11 new controls. In terms of what that actually means um, uh, for uh, you know for organisations, you know what was the idea behind the reorganisation? You need to remember that ISO 27001 and 27002 haven't had a big uh, improvement or change since 2013. So quite some time uh, ago. So when you consider where we were back in 2013 compared to where we are today, the uh, use of cloud technology, for instance, um, the remote working due to the pandemic uh, uh, as well, the world is a different place. So the idea behind the reorganization was to bring the standard up to date. Uh, at its core, ISO 27001 is all about continual improvement of your security management system. So it seems only right and proper that the actual standard itself is updated and improved. So that's essentially what it, it is. What it means for all enterprises is that there is some work to do uh, for any organization who has already implemented the standard, then there, there is some planning to do and um, uh, some, some reading to do, essentially. What do you see as the main differences between ISO 27001 and ISO 27002? So 27001 is the management system. 
So this is the uh, the standard that you can uh, apply to your organization and that will allow you to manage information security, hence the name Information Security Management System. ISO 27002 is guidance on how to implement the controls, which are listed within 27001. Um, so the 27001 has the Annex A controls, as we often refer to them, uh, of which there are now 93, and there were 114. And 27002 simply gives you guidance and advice on how to implement those controls. A good way to look at it, the difference, very simply, is that ISO 27001 says you shall do these things, whereas 27002 simply says these are ways that you should implement the, those controls. So it gives you some, um, some advice of what's best practice, that kind of thing. Gary, another question here is how has the standard evolved you know, in the last few months? Uh, with all the new kinds of breaches and threats that are happening in the pandemic months and, you know, the work from home and the remote workers. So how has the new standard kind of evolved to accommodate all this? I think it's, it's fair to say it won't have evolved as a result of the pandemic, in fairness, because what you've got to remember is that when these standards are introduced to the world as, as the new standard is and the new guidance is today, um, it takes a long time. It takes at least three, you know, two or three years of groups of people, professionals coming together to discuss what the new standard should look like, what the guidance is, what's best practice at the moment. It then goes out to public co uh, consultation. So there won't have been many changes in actual fact for the way that we are uh, living today with the, because of, as a result of the pandemic. Um, I certainly wouldn't have imagined it, but that's not to say that um, the changes can't be reflected, um, uh, you know, through you know what's happened with the pandemic. For instance, with the eleven new controls, the um, there's a control in there that talks about information security of the um, cl of cloud services. So when you think about our reliance on cloud three years ago compared to where we are now because of pandemic clearly cloud you know the, the our our requirements and need for cloud services has increased but that was already recognized within the standard before this but i think the evolution of this standard is just um it we where we are today it just demonstrates that um you know it's been it's been required for quite some time and I think organizations will benefit from 27001 and the guidance on 27002 because it will help them manage uh, beyond the pandemic, you know, in, the, in the, the new norm as we are currently in. Now, I know that uh, ISO 27002 is a new, you know, revision. I wouldn't call it a new standard. Uh, is, that, is that correct? It's just a revision. Correct. Yeah. There's always been 27,001 and 27,002. 27,002 is guidance. 27,001 is the standard. Standard. Okay. So the main standard is actually 27,001. Correct. But uh, I'd like to ask you, like, uh, from a compliance standpoint, is certification for the new ISO 27,002, 22, 
mandatory? Uh, have, do you see that happening anywhere? Um, it's not mandated. Um, certainly within the, the United Kingdom, uh, there is a scheme called Cyber Essentials, which the government, if you're going to work with the government um, bodies, you know, whether it be public or uh, 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 local government or central government, then you will be required to have cyber essentials. But layered on top of that, many organizations, including the government, will ask the question, are you ISO 27001 certified? And if you answer no to that question, then there is a strong likelihood that you wouldn't be able to move forward with your bid or your tender process. And certainly a lot of companies like mine and um, uh, and many other organizations that we help, when they're looking at new suppliers, they will ask them the same questions. Are you ISO 27001 certified? And if you don't have it, then there's a strong likelihood you'll lose out to your competitors. Uh, how will the new controls help enterprises uh, assess the risk on third-party networks and entities? And does that include assessment of MSPs? You know, we are hearing a lot about supply chain attacks in doing due diligence on third parties. So would the standards, uh, the new standards help you? Um, yes. I mean, interestingly enough, supplier relationships has always been a part of 27001. Um, so since the 2013 edition and, and indeed before that, 2005. So managing your suppliers, your MSPs, absolutely has, has always been part of the 27001 framework. Interestingly enough, however, because of the fact that you are now looking at these 11 new controls, uh, one of which, again, is the, the, the one that I mentioned about um, information security of, um, uh, for the use of cloud services, means that you also have to extend your supplier relationships. That's um, uh, management of SLAs. That's making sure that there are contracts in place, that those contracts are reviewed on a periodic basis uh, is extended into cloud services, which uh, historically not many organizations have done. Even when I've gone to speak to clients and ask them about key suppliers, they'll often almost ignore the cloud provision because they'll say, well, it's with Google or it's with Amazon or it's with Microsoft and therefore we don't have any control over it. But it's important still to, to manage that relationship with your, your suppliers. Um, and as you've said, third-party um, entities, you know, third-party networks, we now wholly rely upon because of this remote working aspect and because of this move to, to cloud and hybrid cloud, etc. Now, Gary, a lot of small and medium businesses are in the crosshairs of ransomware attackers and other uh, bad actors. Uh, so I'd like to ask you, how can small and medium businesses implement all these new, all these standards? And how should they prepare to implement something like ISO 27001 or perhaps even ISO 27002? Um, I think we need to remember at, at its heart, at its core, ISO 27001 and 27002 are risk-based uh, systems. So it's about understanding your risk. If we look at ISO 27001, for instance, the first part of that um, talks about uh, understanding the context of the organization. Do you understand your strengths and weaknesses? 
do you know what your um, uh, your interested parties, your suppliers, your customers, your clients, local governments, your employees, other stakeholders, do you know what their requirements are? What are their expectations upon you? So it's all ISO 27001 is about just really um, implementing good practice around security and organizations, whether they be small, medium or large, can implement 27001 and the uh, and look to 27002 for guidance. So when you're implementing this, I always say to people, start small, start with understanding your risks, start understanding who your key um, uh, providers are or your interested parties are. And ultimately, you can't protect what you don't understand. So one of the key things I would always say to any organization starting out with this process is understanding your risks, but just look at the way that data flows through your organization. How does data come in? Where does it come into your organization? What are all the touch points, whether that be um, physical or virtual uh, or human? Where does that data sit? So is that on a cloud? Is that on your own data centers? Is it on a server in the corner of a room? Maybe it's just on the PC that sat on your desk. And then ultimately, uh, how is that information and data um, shared and who is it shared with? And ultimately, where you know how is it destroyed? So where does it end up? If you can just start mapping out your, your um, almost a day in the life of data, within your organization, that will then be able to help you understand where some of the risks are. And from there, you can use something like the uh, 93 controls within the new guidance, 27,002, to look at appropriate ways to uh, secure your, your organization. And it's gonna be different to every organization. So if you are small, if there's just five of you in a room and you do one thing with data, compared to an organization that is multinational and has tens of thousands of employees, it's going to be different for both entities, but it's about appro applying appropriate technical and organizational security controls and what's right for you and your, your organization. So start small and then build from there. So what's next, Gary? Uh, is there a new book in the offing? Are you planning to write another one? Um, yes, there'll be more guides and guidance around the, the new standard, um, but also there is a new book coming out, uh, hopefully middle of the year, um, tentatively titled The Art of Cybersecurity, and it will focus very much on um, practitioners who are in cybersecurity space, giving them advice and guidance uh, about how to approach cybersecurity in maybe a different way than has been written uh, about before. So uh, yes, yeah, so hopefully in May, there will be another book coming out. Well, I wish you all the best for the new book and I may pick it up to read it myself, Gary. Thank you. Now I'll happily send you a copy for you to review. Yeah, so uh, Gary, we really enjoyed listening to you today. A lot of insights there about ISO, uh, about ISO 27001 and 27002. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today, Gary, and sharing your knowledge and your insights. You're very welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Have a safe uh, day. Thank you. You've just been listening to Gary Hibbard, the Professor of Communicating Cyber at the Cyberfort Group.
And I'm Brian Pereira for the Information Security Media Group. Thank you for listening.